simply becoming aware of the potential to develop burnout, I think is a really good starting point. It doesn't come on suddenly like the flu. It tends to be gradual. It can creep up on you. So paying attention to the early subtle symptoms and signs can be so important for your health and well-being. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. As a practicing family doctor with expertise in lifestyle as medicine, my purpose is to encourage and support you in terms of positive health, personal growth, and all things well-being. As I say, to never stop starting. Each month on a live webinar, I teach learning by doing and learning by being. The why and the how of health enhancing habits, giving you the science as well as support strategies to live with more vitality. I'd like to invite you to join my self-development club. To learn more and to sign up, visit drmarkrow.com. This short podcast is all about recovery from burnout. And I want to start by telling you a little story about a patient of mine called John, not his real name, of course, but the point is when John eventually came to see me, he was at breaking point. His wife had made the appointment and now here he was sitting in front of me, head slightly lowered. His eyes lacked that previous sparkle. You know, I hadn't seen John for a long time, but he appeared to be a long way from the high energy, bubbly John I had remembered meeting several years earlier. And years of sacrificing his own self-care had taken its toll on John. And now here he was sitting in front of me, tears in his eyes. And as I listened, John spoke about his sleepless nights, how his sense of self had diminished, how his self-esteem had slowly been eroded away, how he had constant feelings of failure and described how he felt crushed. Far from looking forward with confidence to the future, he had a sense of dread. And, you know, at that time, his life was definitely on a downward spiral. He felt weighed down physically, emotionally and mentally. He was emotionally empty, physically exhausted and really had pretty much nothing left left to give. You know, at that time, John was definitely burnt out and he needed support to escape those dark days. He needed some time off work and he also needed some medication for a while to get back on track. But he needed more than that because, you know, you can treat burnout and symptoms of depression without teaching the skills of vitality. You can alleviate anxiety without ever appreciating the importance of what I call mindful optimism. You can study gravity forever without ever learning how to fly. And, you know, to get back to being close to his best, John needed and deserved more. So I worked with John to support him to make those small, sustainable improvements step by step that allowed John to become more of an active participant in his own well-being. And in so doing, John learned the benefits of keeping a written journal. He learned how writing things down could give him a different perspective, to see things differently, really to build his sense of self-awareness in terms of how, you know, negative thoughts and learned behavior patterns were holding him back. He was better able to reframe situations in a more positive light. 
build resilience and a more optimistic view of the future. As well as that, John learned the benefits of expressing gratitude as a powerful antidote to feelings of toxic stress and hostility. He learned to be kinder, not just to others, but also to himself. John set some small personal goals for change for his own self-renewal and development as a person. He built some positive health habits of restorative sleep, exercise, good nutrition that really aligned with his renewed value and commitment to his own health and vitality. Appreciating that actions speak louder than words, John learned the benefits of creating mindful moments, of creating opportunities for silence and stillness to allow his authentic inner voice to be heard, tuning into who he was and why he mattered. And, you know, I recall meeting John several months later, and I'm really proud of John in terms of being able to say that he had the courage to walk the walk because in his own words, my burnout became my breakthrough to really growing as a person. I created micro moments of positivity throughout my day. For example, a short coffee break, stretching my legs with a walk at lunchtime, slowing my breathing for a minute or two, staying more present, beginning to open up and share my story with others and become a better listener. I reduced my exposure to negative noise in the media and in my relationships. More than anything, I realized just how priceless health is. And by valuing it through my everyday actions, everyone around me would benefit as well. I learned that I had the power to choose, that I was responsible for my own choices, and that the only person who could make those changes and take back control of my own life was me. And I was really taken by John's insights. And, you know, in my own words, John became emotionally more agile, learning to observe his emotions without judgment, the good and the not so good. John had embraced healing to get out of his head and into his heart, back to being a human being. He was able to build a more resilient mindset, a richer emotional bank account of positivity, enabling him, as I say, to make the best of good times, also with the resilience to cope with tough times. More importantly than anything, perhaps, John learned he had the power to choose inner well-being, inner happiness and fulfillment. So you might be sitting here right now listening to this with a mindset that says, you know, I'm a bulletproof warrior in the world and and I can ignore any early signs of burnout by simply working harder. And maybe for a while you'll get away with that, but the truth is you can't. No one is bulletproof. No one is immune to the flames of burnout. Everybody has their tipping point, which is why it's so important to ensure you protect yourself from burnout through strategies that build your resilience, enhance and enrich your emotional bank account and enable you to live with more vitality. And perhaps especially when you don't think you need to. So here are some ideas to think about in terms of burnout prevention. Firstly, burnout is not final or fatal, but it's a reminder of the importance of interconnecting the various elements of mind, body, emotion, and spirit, purpose, relationships, and environments. Your unique thumbprint in terms of what works in terms of your optimal well-being and vitality is unique to you. And it's so important to build these small micro moments and micro habits of positivity and resilience into your everyday life to buffer you in a world so consumed with noise and distraction and potentially toxic stress. Of course, awareness precedes change. Simply becoming aware of the potential to develop burnout, I think is a really good starting point. It doesn't come on suddenly like the flu. It tends to be gradual. It can creep up on you. So paying attention to the early subtle symptoms and signs can be so important for your health and well-being. And if you have early symptoms, quite literally a stitch in time may save nine. So seek support. Talk to someone you can trust 
they might provide a valuable listening ear. Perhaps reach out and speak to your doctor. There might be an employment assistance program at work or talk to a trained therapist. Cognitive behavioural therapy can be very helpful, very cathartic. It's based on the old Socratic principle that your thoughts and beliefs can influence how you see reality. By holding these thoughts and beliefs up to the light and re-examining them, you may choose to see things a little bit differently. So talk therapy can give you enhanced awareness and fresh insights. Reach out to others. Remember, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength, a reminder that you are human and you are not bulletproof. And it's also a reminder that you are acknowledging that you need to do something about your current situation. And, you know, reaching out to others for support can be a wonderful way to begin to reverse the damage caused by burnout. This may be support at work or supportive network outside of work. Remember your friends. Don't go back into your shell. Don't isolate yourself when you're feeling stressed. Value your human connections as you take back control of your life. Because if you don't reach out for support, the opposite is to suffer in silence. And suffering in silence can make symptoms of burnout so much worse. It can make recovery longer and far more difficult. As I say, disconnect to reconnect. By that, I mean leave work at work. After work, focus on re-energizing, recharging, relaxing for the next day. Stress in itself is neither good nor bad. It's not harmful in itself, but failing to recharge from stress can be so destructive in the longer term. And, you know, it is one of the downsides of technology is that if you don't appreciate the potential downside, you may feel you're never away from work. I remember meeting a person in the recent past who described after a long distance flight, she opened her iPhone to find that she had more than 200 emails in her inbox when she started the flight. It's a little wonder then that like many other people, she was describing feelings of digital burnout. So you It's important to disconnect from the overwhelming tsunami of workplace emails during your downtime and instead use that time to recharge, to reconnect with others and with yourself. Build the habits of self-care, build the habits of vitality. I describe all of this in many of the other podcasts in my new book, The Vitality Mark, my self-development love every month to build in strategic self-renewal strategies short breaks, micro moments of positivity each day, rebuild your emotional bank account, slow your breathing, move regularly, and really be kind to yourself. Perhaps get out for a walk in the woods, a great coffee conversation with your best friend, even a relaxing bath. All these small little micro moments of self-care can really make a big difference. Be kind to yourself. By that, I mean self-compassion. Treat yourself as you would your own best friend. Give yourself a break. You're not perfect. No one else is either. You know, be an encourager. Become more curious about negative emotions rather than allowing your inner critic to come out and judge them. And as I like to say, remember how far you've come. Recognize your achievements, recognize your accomplishments and appreciate that when you do struggle in life, as everybody does at times, everybody has tough days, everybody has challenging situations at times, you're not alone. We're all part of one human family and everybody has experienced the type of feelings at times that you have too. Remember to stay connected to causes or community organizations that matter to you. You know, giving some of your time and energy to others can really come back to you in so many ways. And as well as that, spending some time on your own, quieting the noise to really perhaps connect with nature, connect with the essence of who you are. It can give you more clarity boost your creativity and sense of inner confidence. Make sure you're reconnecting with your purpose. And, you know, purpose can simply be as as small an idea as how can you be more kind 
to those people around you? How can you use more of your signature strengths each day? How can you bring some sparks of joy into your everyday life? Purpose does not have to be some big grandiose idea. Simply being you in the world is more than enough. You are a wonderful, beautiful, unique human being. It's also important to minimize your exposure to toxic negativity because, as I like to say, your mind is like a sponge soaking up all its exposures. And nothing happens in isolation. Nothing happens in a vacuum. So be mindful of what you're listening to on the radio. Be mindful of the feeds you're reading on social media. All of that can compound to have a significant impact on how you think and how you feel and how you act and how you behave. And in the workplace, you may have to reduce exposure to people or situations that you're feeling as toxic that are draining your energy, that are draining your vitality. And perhaps adjusting your your phone or computer to do not disturb and you need to focus is important. You need to protect yourself, draw up some boundaries, help protect and conserve your energy. And perhaps the best way to do, do that is simply learning to say no, which can be such a difficult thing to do. Uh, to learn to say no, it might be the smallest word in the English language with the biggest meaning. No means no. And, you know, in the context of endless demands on your time and your energy, it's so important to prioritize. What I mean by that is no to needless negativity, no to unimportant time fillers, and yes to your own self-care needs, and yes to those things that matter most. Focus on the vital few. As I say each day, my glad exercise, G, what am I grateful for? L, what can I let go of? A, who can I appreciate? And D, how am I going to dedicate my time my energy, my attentive awareness. These are just some ideas to support you in building awareness about burnout in terms of how you can recover from it and perhaps more importantly, how you can prevent it. Because experiencing burnout is really common. It can have a major impact on the quality of your lived experience. You can prevent it by building a buffer of positive lifestyle habits, building strategies that allow you to build a more resilient mind, a more open, loving, grateful, compassionate heart, a stronger, more energetic body, and a calm, serene spirit. To recover and recharge from stress, as I say, to live with more vitality. Perhaps more importantly, burnout can be successfully treated. Recovery is possible. It starts with awareness, giving you the clarity to reach out for support and make some of the changes I have discussed. None of us can go back to the beginning and start again. But starting today, you can recommit to value your self-care needs. You can recommit to become a more active participant in your own well-being. And you can choose to live with more vitality. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.